Ciao, Juventini, and welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel, where it's all Juve all the time. This is podcast number 24 of season four, and we are going to recap the uh, foggy victory against uh, Bologna. And uh, we've got a full panel here, um, Anthony and Daniel joining me with a special guest, Alexa, uh, making her debut. Thanks for joining us, Alexa. And Thanks for got- having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we've got a little tradition around here. So before we get going on anything, we love uh, newcomers sharing their story as to why Juventus is their team. So go ahead. Um, well, I became a Juve fan, I think probably like, oh, hi, Giuseppe. <laughs> probably like most of the Juve fans in my generation from the 2006 World Cup. So it was definitely Buffon that inspired me to become a Juve fan. I think watching the World Cup that summer, um, fell in love with Calcio and especially Buffon. I have a little player card from when I was like six and it's like favorite team, Juventus, favorite player, Buffon. And so I also think my brother is a big influence on me being a Juve fan. Um, He's two years older than me and he's one of my best friends and we definitely bonded over Juve together and I always wanted to do everything like him so he was a Juve fan so I became a Juve fan and I have a little photo here of me wearing the Buffon Azzurro kit back in the day see that back in 2006 that's when I went to go watch the final so yeah and then players over the years like you know Marquisio, Pogba, um, Dybala probably my favorite player and then just players like that just continued the love. So that's that's my story. That's amazing. Well, that's the awesome. good news is, is that you joined the show today. You raised the IQ by about sixty five points. <laughs> Absolutely, they drop it by fifty. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, she's helping out, so we appreciate yeah. you on that front as well. Thank so you. thank you for being here. And uh, you also currently play, right, Alexa? I do. Yes, I play at the college that. level in uh, Canada, and I play cam. So I'm a floating ten or I can play striker, so probably back to goal striker. I like the ball at my feet, and I can play a false nine role. So, yeah, nice. I've been playing since I was four. There you go. There you go. And last but not least, current favorite player and favorite current player favorite. ever if it changes. Okay, so current favorite player is Dybala still. Yes, very big Dybala fan. And favorite player of all time is like, it's a tough one. I don't know. It's probably Pirlo. Love watching Fair. him play. I'm a, no Pirlo, no party <laughs> nice. type of girl. So, yeah, that's what I would say. There you go. There you go. Awesome. So, so are you part of the Allegrio crowd then? Is that what you're, you want Allegrio <laughs> and Pirlo back in? Um, well, we'll probably get no to that later. But, yeah, a little no bit, I would say. But, yeah, probably <laughs> oh. Allegrio. Mm. All right, all right. Pot, that's always a, this a could fun be interesting topic and a hot one, but uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great introduction um, for everybody that's going to be joining us, uh, listening to this podcast on the audio streams. Make sure you get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and join the live chats. That's where all the action is. Now, without uh, further ado, Bologna and Juventus. Another, uh, it was a must win for Juve. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the uh, lineups out there. There wasn't a whole lot of question marks as far as the lineup goes. We saw some variations coming out there, mostly from Sky Sport, who's very, very rarely correct. Okay, but uh, whether or not they were going to keep the four-two-three-one, 
Sky showed something wild with Kyle George playing as that uh, uh, center attacking mid. And I was like, okay, that's definitely not going to happen. What we saw, though, was a nice little surprise. Okay. Bit of a, it was still 4 4 2 defensively, but more of a 4 3 3 with Bernardeschi being that one. And Bernardeschi uh, put in a good, good shift. Uh, just Juve already getting to the MVPs. We'll get there, my man. We'll get there. And uh, yeah. The lineups, absolutely uh, no issues with me as long as it uh, didn't stay true to itself. I thought a 4-3-1-2 would have been fantastic against Bologna um, with Bernardeschi being in the hole there because we knew the crea- the creativity was going to rest on his shoulders, essentially, for the offense. Um, what we got was a little mixed bag, but does anybody want to touch on that starting line? It was pretty straightforward, I mean, with what he had available, right? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what we expected with uh, poor Locatelli having a bit of issues during the week. So Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Um, yeah, mm. perks of being a pro athlete, nothing is a secret anymore. So, uh, yeah, Locatelli having a rough week, not getting the start. But uh, Arthur needs a bit of uh, some minutes here and whatnot. I honestly don't see him leaving in January. And it's funny when rumors kind of come out, and we will get to Arthur people's impressions start to change right on players as soon as rumors start to hit. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm done with this guy. Let go. And it could sometimes make us turn the blinders on to what happens on the pitch, but we'll talk about all that. So lineups we were good with, right? So let's get to uh, the highlights in this one. Artur kind of gets involved uh, really, really early on. And he's extremely fortunate that um, this pass got deflected right to uh, Morata. Terrible um, pass. It was a bad pass. It <laughs> was a bad pass. Can't really say otherwise, uh, but Morata leads a fast break. You got Bernardeschi on the wing. Keen's trying to get going and caught up there. Keen kind of stops his run. Uh, ball falls over to Bernardeschi, and here is another to continue the streak. A fantastic assist. Megging the player, perfect timing. There's Morata finishes it off one nil beautiful start mm-hmm. beautiful start okay quick counterattack, just awesome actually uh works morata made a run that stayed on time and not offside <laughs> i thought he was offside so did i, I thought 100 percent he was offside and you funny enough this is, he was offside 100 percent there was offside yeah and but- i also thought this was the last thing i actually saw clearly in the game because of the fog wow oh, yeah like i think we all have PTSD when Morata scores and it's like no automatic celebrations. Like you just stop there and wait and just make sure VAR puts it, uh, puts it clear. But yeah, nice, nice goal there. Foggy mess. This game was crazy. Like I thought it was in the second half. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the next slide here. And again, another fast break. We were doing good on the counters here. Fast break. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things though is, there was a bit of interchange from Rabio and Artur and even Kane and Morata. And the weird thing was in certain circumstances, you didn't always have the right guys being where they needed to be to support the attack. So it was a little bit awkward still in that sense, but the fast breaks were good to start. Rabio ends up making the run here on the outside, gets fed the ball from Morata and a shot, but right at Skorovsky there. But uh, again, we were looking good. It's all positive. Left foot's a strong foot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. 
Yeah. I think well, what he was trying to do there, he was trying to hit it to the goalie's left to make him spill it because Keane was right there for a tap-in. But he just he shot it right out of him. think he was that smart to think of that? Or I, just... I'm hoping he was. I, don't I, really, so. I really, really do. You think Rabiot aims his shots? I think no. he's just hitting it, <laughs> trying on, to guys. close let's his just, eyes, and that's it. Let's be serious. We're trying to make a serious show here. Let's. Be <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry, Ant. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's not have fun, anybody. Um, here's a little opportunity for uh, Bologna. But again, Arnautovich was moving backwards, so tough to muster a lot of power on this header. But he did quite well, and uh, Tech was uh, money on it, uh, all over it. He could was, keep that him was, from him. This was, was great uh, for him. A little bit what, on that last I, one, on that, dude, last, that was unbelievable for, sure. for him to flip that to the back post. That was oh, a little yeah. bit more steam on that header. That's a goal. I thought this was going to be a goal. Like yeah, the second. This, so, little play here. They, uh, we end up collapsing a little too much. Wide man up at the top. So, he rips this thing, bounces up in Svansburg with a hell of a bike. I thought the second I saw him hit, I was like, that's in the net. And, yeah. man. We were lucky on that one. Hell of a quick uh, thinking reaction, though. Man, that would have sucked. Yeah, that would have hurt. This, so we get into the second half. Um, Soriano, this was a beautiful, beautiful ball. We were caught sleeping right here. And uh, this man uh, gets in behind, rips it, but really didn't have a whole lot to shoot at from that mm -hmm. angle. So that was kind of good. I thought he would have had to try and take a stab far post. He tried to go high, short side, but Tech's all over it. Big save there. And then here, the moment Fantastic. of praise for Mr. Clutch, Mr. Juan Panita Cuadrado, until I see the replay and see that it hit Hickey <laughs> and then uh, goes in because I'm not sure it goes in, but I'm going to take it. I don't even care. Two I'm with you, Al. So, goal of the year so far right there. Oh, come, uh, Alexa, is that joking. goal of the year so far? <laughs> No, probably not. I mean, I thought like he put it on net for once. He didn't just cross it. So it was like <laughs> got rewarded, I guess. But I was surprised when he lined up the shot. Yeah. That's what but... I'm talking about. Goal of the year. He hit the net. Okay. I'm telling you, on first watch, I was like, that's a hell of a hit. And mm -hmm. then when they show that yeah, reach, I'm like, oh man, he's so lucky. <laughs> so lucky. But we take it. We move. Yeah. 20%. I'll we do it. And then uh, we had a couple opportunities to finish off here. And again, just kind of highlights how, I don't know, this one was just Bernardeschi uh, taking a nice rip from outside, taking a step in. He didn't miss by much. Again, fast close, breaks. Yeah. We were kind of chewing them up on that. When Locatelli stepped in, man, it was, yeah, it's it, the instant impact and change mm -hmm. in uh, progression of the ball and the direct approach. It's fantastic. Arthur can't make a pass more than five feet. Good point, Dan. That's a good point. Yes, yes. We'll get to Arthur. Mm -hmm. Another fast break here, and I th this is Quadrado that ends up getting sent in again. Just lack of being clinical. He just almost kind of pushes this one. Mm -hmm. um, this goes one wide. You was... can see him pointing oh, at his yeah. own shot. Like, what am I doing? Look at this. I don't... No, okay, go ahead, Alexa. You, I know you oh. want to comment on this one. I was just gonna say I don't know I don't know why he didn't hit it first time. It looked like it was lined up for his right foot, and then he took a touch, and then. I was like, oh man, but I thought Kyle George did really well there to make yeah, that pass did. across. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Quadrado overran, well, drew that defender in, um, and then made the pass at the right time. I agree with you. I think Quad should have just went one time. And this is maybe it, just though. a sign of where the team's at in terms of confidence level when it comes to finishing, right? Because 
there's a lot of those scenarios where you're thinking, man, hit that thing, you know, and it's always an extra touch. It's always just trying to be a little too cute. But I said after, I don't know, five matches ago, if I was Allegri, any guy that's going to get a scoring opportunity needs to spend the next training session just finishing opportunities until they can't make a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. You should be able to like pick spots blindfolded because it's disgusting how wasteful this team is, right? But it's just calm nil. down a little bit. It's calm down he's, a little bit. He's right though. Uh, thank that you. Ball, that thank ball you. was that Quadrado just overran it. He had to take a stutter step to okay. collect it. Back. You're, here you're going back to this one section. I'm talking about this in general season in general. leading up to now and how wasteful we are in opportunities, yeah. right? Um it's, it's gotta get better. Whoa, what is this? What is this? <laughs> I agree, Lewis. You're cramping my vibes today here. I'm trying to get tired. going, but too tired, two nil man. victory. All is well, right? Everybody's happy. Wrong. For <laughs> some reason, we just can't even be happy during these uh matches. Lewis, even the fog couldn't mask Rabio's performance. <laughs> What was Artur's experience? Oh man, oh man. Let's we'll should we just it. get into the uh, man of the match? Mm-hmm. Man of the match for everybody, the player performances. Should we share our team ratings here? Well, uh, according to some right of the here, let's share the team ratings first, and then we'll get to each individual uh, mm-hmm. panelist's uh, man of the match. Tech six, another clean sheet for the big man. Mm-hmm. Quadrado. 6.3. I'm not sure why who's throwing out point threes here, <laughs> and <laughs> but uh. Not a solid performance. Banged a goal. Slipped sometimes and still isn't a fullback. <laughs> Delict. Seven. I thought that's it was a, a little light. That's a little low, man. Would have went seven five minimum. That's okay. Massive performance from the Dutchman, of course. Of course. Banucci, six. Some low. of his passes weren't great. No, that's that's yeah. fine. Led the troops again today. Maybe pushed for the long ball too many times. Did his duties at the back. Mm-hmm. Pellegrini, five point nine. You kill me. Just couldn't get that even six. Eh? Five, five nine. Five one nine. Okay. Good performance, but a bit of a drop off from his last. Um, had to substitute in this one. Uh, hopefully, nothing too serious. I think we're still waiting to hear kind of what happened there with Pellegrini. Eric gave an update on the spaces yesterday about that. We can get to that yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Artur, six. Another Dr. Seuss performance. Good passes, bad passes, short passes, no passes. That's <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Rabio, 5.9. Didn't help us, didn't kill us. These point nines are killing. Point three, McKenny, 6.3. They didn't <laughs> really earn a six. Work. So I gave him the point nine. They didn't earn the six. But how did Artur earn a six? Back from injury. Did a lot of the grunt work in the middle. Bernardeski, 6.2. Beautiful assist on the first goal. Fell off a bit in the second half. He did. Yeah. True. Keen. True. 5.7. Better than the last game, but still needs to improve. Morata, 6.6. <laughs> Great first goal. Increased his effort over the last two matches. His work is starting to pay off. Had a, a couple substitutions in there. Locatelli getting a six with a definite impact on the midfield. Bentancur, 5.8. 5.8. Kill me. Sandro. <laughs> 5.8 late sub did some stuff. There you go with the ratings. <laughs> and now we're going to get to everybody's individual man of the match. For me, really quick and simple and easy for me, it was Delict. Delict was an absolute monster. He shouldn't have been in this match, if you ask me, against Bologna. Mm-hmm. But 
he was no mm-hmm. doubt chewed mm-hmm. everything up and uh was just a, a beast i didn't catch the sequence where he was given the gears to one of our own players yes but he spoke to it in the interview after and that pretty much just shows uh the character and the level that he's at uh mentality wise because he just said i'm fine with players making mistakes i'm not fine with them dropping off uh when it comes to their mentality and their uh focus and whatnot so that was uh massive delict for me let's get to uh alexa's alexa you're man of the match in this one um i should say delict because that would probably be the right answer but i'm gonna go with berna just because (laughs) just because i felt like that was a really important moment in the match and i think that burn especially in the first half although i would agree he did fall off in the second half but i think most of the team did at least until like the 75th minute they had like a spell there at the beginning of the second half until then that they really all fell off but i would say especially his movement in the first half I would say also his def- <laughs> cliff. <laughs> I would say also his defensive work. I don't know if you look on the, the goal that he created. He actually won the ball back with McKenney at the top of their own box, and then got himself all the way up the field down that wing to receive that pass from Morata, and then sent in that beautiful pass. Like he's had some iconic assists this season. Like mm-hmm. can't deny that. So I would say that in terms of like work rate and creativity, I would go with Berna. Nice. Good argument. It's a very solid, good. solid uh, yeah, analysis. Completely disagree, but hard to argue with. <laughs> yeah, Lucci. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'm looking at these these ratings. Quadrado an 8.4, Rabio 8.2 on some of the websites. Like, what the hell were these guys watching? No idea. <laughs> anyway, um, a lot a lot of it's, it's stat for the, driven. It's for the so. clicks, yeah. Lucci. That, yeah. that's they don't get. They don't get the the magic like we do at aluvicast.com. Like they don't know like we good do. pass, bad pass, short pass, no pass. Come on, that's brilliant. Um, anyways, Bernard Dashi, great show. He was probably my second man, but I gotta go with the lit guy. Was a guy was a beast as per usual. Yeah. Okay, what man, are we talking about here? What I we can't wait for Ants. Uh, what are we talking about? Here? Three goals. Three goals in four He's games. Matthews, <laughs> oh my God! God is going six minutes. One problem we've had is not scoring early in games. Past three, three That's or four because games. That's because can't score. Hey, can I can I talk here, Dan? You've had your piece. Let me say my piece. For me, I'm not arguing with Delict, you know, but why, I don't want to be like you two dunderheads. So I'm going with Morata. Bangs the first goal six minutes in. We get the baby rolling, and then uh, you know, great second half. I would say he stayed consistent. I wouldn't say he was the like, I, I would I would say that Delic was probably the man of the match. But for me, he was consistent up top, work effort, bang the goal. Morata was my man of the match. There you go, Morata and Anthony's a Morata lover, so big time. We expect it. RB comps on a serious note. Bernardeski needs to be given uh, big credit recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's playing very well this season, is no doubt. And it's so funny because. <clears throat> This kind of segues very good into what we want to discuss, which is scapegoats, right? And how, like, there always has to be scapegoats and negativity and whatnot. Now, <clears throat> RB Comp's talking about um, Bernardeski here. We were saying a while ago, when we had a big streak there and went on a good run, even we were playing in a 4-4-2, which we didn't like, uh, Bernardeski was a big key. 
when he went down and he wasn't available for a few matches, the team started to struggle. His versatility is coming up big. But now everybody's turning it around. And even when the guy succeeds, it's like, oh, man, look at the the teams they're playing against. And not only that, he's only doing that because it's a contract season. So right now, that's kind of what people are using to bring him down and just say he's going to do this and then he's going to sign. He'll get his contract and then we're going to see what we've got in the past whatever many years not getting any assists not any getting any goals i don't i've got mixed feelings on this okay we've seen historically in all sports when guys are on contract years some guys just go nuts and pick themselves up and have monster years and yeah there's that fear that you sign them and then they're kind of comfortable because they got their their payday got their contract they're happy right I don't necessarily know if I can apply that to Bernardeschi. Like, honestly, the guy was his best that we've ever seen under Allegri previously, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's starting to play well again. And he just had – he was very much involved in Mancini's uh, Azzurri Mm -hmm. side and a key piece. So I'm not necessarily that concerned about Bernardeschi being on a contract season and just doing well for that. I want to get all your thoughts on that. And if you guys have the same concerns, that's going out there right now. Um, we'll lead this one off with uh, Anthony. He's kind of got this look of disgust right now, like he's about to unleash. So No, just, uh, just I, can we let uh, – it's uh, Maddie know here, Maddie Yufe. I think he's watching – is that Twitch that he's that's watching? Twitch. He's coming in from Twitch. Don't worry, man. We got you. We got no, you. No, there's a whole bunch of us over here on YouTube. No, you're not alone. You are not – you are never alone, Maddie. <laughs> Never. Um, yeah, it's hard to argue with that because, you know, what you said there, Al, yeah, contract years, you've seen it before. You've seen players play terrible in contract years, right? Mm-hmm. The pressure gets them, and that's really in any sport. Uh, Berodeski, I, I would say it's more to do with him coming from the Euros, like his play at the Euros and just coming into this season. And, you know, like you said, under Allegri, he was a consistent player. Like, can't we just be happy for the kid? Can't we just be happy that he's playing well? Like, and he's, he's providing the assists. Like, let, let's just be happy that we have a player, a young player that's playing good that we don't have to find a replacement for. Yeah. And let's be happy for Eric, who has put in some work over four seasons. Yeoman's work. Backing Yeoman's Bernardeschi work. through a lot of thick. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's give some credit here. Lucci, how do you feel about the whole contract year and uh, any fears there in uh, – extension I, well, as, most as years, he wears a Bernadeschi jersey as as it's on, it's on yeah. anyway um <laughs> yeah I understand that it's a contract year and some players elevate their play but to add on to Anthony's point he's coming in with a lot of more confidence this season after a great mm-hmm. summer furthermore he's playing in a familiar position which you know consistency goes a long way with him last year years before under Saudi whatever you know left wing back left mid attacking midfielder like he's playing all over the place. Not saying he can't play those positions, but if he's playing a different position every game, how is he going to get some sense of consistency? Also, um, like Ant said, a contract year could be good and bad. We're seeing, you know, Dybala is not having a great season. He's on a contract year as well, although, you know, he's pretty much finished. To, the contract's pretty much done, whatever. Quadrado is another one. He's up for a contract. He's not having – he had a better season last year. So 
there's examples both ways. I wouldn't look at it just that, you know, that players elevate their game when it's a contract year. So he's, he's staying, he deserves to stay. Allegri gets the best out of him. I think, I think it's good as done. Yeah. So good too, because uh, yeah, Jordy coming in here with, uh, you <laughs> coming, know, Lucci coming in hot. looking like Rodrigo Benta. <laughs> he gets out a lot. We've got uh, several players that are part of uh, the panel. I mean, Omar gets Benucci, Chiellini, um, I think uh, one other as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I agree with everything kind of Lucci said and even Anthony. Um, Eric brings up a good point, just saying that if you look at Furnace uh, statistically outside of Serie A, Serie A has been the one that he's uh, kind of struggled in with the numbers. We'll see if we can pull up some of these numbers. Uh, would be good. I'll just throw it to Eric there if he's got some numbers to back and drop it in the chat there, and we'll uh, we'll throw it in there. And there's Benucci himself, Homer, uh, joining us. And Alexa, any fears of extending Bernardeschi's contract? Uh, no, I think I would agree with what um, everyone's kind of said bef- um, before, which is that I think that contract year, maybe it's in the back of his mind. I mean, because it is the reality. But I don't necessarily think it's like why he's playing so well. As we said, he excelled under Allegri before. Um, He's playing in a position that he's clearly doing well in. And simply from the Euros, I think he had a huge confidence boost after that. Mm -hmm. He came up clutch. Um, I think that that means a lot for a player. I mean, he's so gifted, like extremely technically gifted player, has good vision. It's just like something wasn't clicking before. But as Eric mentioned, he did do well in the UCL and also for the Azzurri. So, I mean, maybe he's finally finding his form again. But, I mean, as I talk to my brother about this argument all the time too, but I, I'll say it again, like, he's not the problem right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's not the problem. He's been helping us, actually. And mm-hmm. so I think that, as Anthony mentioned, like, why not re-sign him? Like, he's you don't have to find someone else to fill his role. And that was summed up perfectly and we have to highlight the fact he is not the problem right now. That leads us into the next topic perfectly, who we wanted to tie into that, and that's Paulo Dybala. Now, sorry, coming in here with, will Dybala be available against Cagliari? I wouldn't expect uh, Dybala until after the break, and I think it could also be precautionary at this point in time, um, obviously given the opponents we had, Bologna and Cagliari, um, you know, with all due respect, whatever, we should be handling them uh, regardless of uh, Paolo being in there or not. Now, <clears throat> is that Paolo game at Paolo, home? That game's not at home, right? A part of the match against Bologna, mm-hmm. but all the talk post match has Dipala in there. We have a tweet that came in from Twitter. Anthony, do you have that one ready to uh, share here? I just. First thing you need to share is this one right here because that's. I hope he's talking about me because it's true. I could lead this team to Champions League, not a problem. I don't have the knees for it anymore, though. But I'll see what I can. Let me bring up this tweet. He hurts his shoulder after shoveling snow. How are you going to lead us to Champions League? <laughs> it's true. That's a true statement. <laughs> you don't score oh, with your on. shoulder. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, this was this was a popular one on Twitter yesterday. Got a lot of got a bit of action after the game. So it's a you know a bigger journalist. So. Uh, so far this season, Juventus with and without Dybala. Juve with Dybala, 17 games, eight wins, three draws, six losses. So basically six losses, six clean sheets. Juve without Dybala, seven games, 
six wins, zero draws, one loss. Yeah. So is he worth the the ten million contract? Um, I don't know. We'll start, Lucha. You start with that one. If you do the numbers again, I can read them out again. So seventeen, you know, eight and six, seven games without six wins, one loss. It's it's tough. Like I don't. I'll start I don't off think with it's this. that tough. I don't think any player on this team is worth ten million in wages. So resigning him for that is a bit of a bit nuts, especially when he's you know constantly injured. But the team does not play any better without him. So we'll just we'll leave it like what else am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, I think this team has been a mixed bag regardless of who's in there. We've also not had Chiesa, mm-hmm. you know, for a while. So are we going to say, uh, you know, because we started to run some good games, our best in the four-two-three-one without Chiesa being there, that we're better off without him? We may as well sell him. No, it's kind of like for me. Here's the thing: is like. Dybala hasn't even been a part of that game or whatnot, and sure, those little game stats. I mean, you can cherry-pick stats to tell whatever story you want. I'm sure you could find uh, Rabio backing stats or even some stats that might tell you Ramsey should be a part of this team, but it doesn't really mean a whole lot because like, ultimately, the eye test. What I didn't like about the tweet was that it said the unversatility of Dybala is that worth uh 10 million or not well because you can't play a 4-3-3 with the ball well i mean of course you can and we did and he had two incredibly strong years in the 4-3-3 setup uh regardless of what people thought of him playing um coming off that wing that just goes to the system and i mean you can find 4-3-3s everywhere where one of those wingers drifts in because the fullback presses up and then he's got that freedom Paulo Dybala can easily play in that role. The biggest thing with Paulo is who is at that uh, top of the formation and is it somebody that can link up with him and play off of him. Um, there's many that still want to see him as the head of a trident there in a 4-3-3. I don't agree with that with Paulo Dybala personally. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as being the guy spearheading the attack. But if you put the right guy with him up at the top, course he can play in a 4-3-3 that was the biggest problem i had in this the other thing is he is easily him Kiesa, delict are three best players easily find a different problem to go after find mm-hmm. a different problem okay there is an argument to be said about should we extend Dybala's contract or not but this ain't it matches that he's not a part mm-hmm. of it that's, yes, that's, that's not it not for me um you guys can fire Alexa, away on right. this one. Let's get Alexa because, uh, yeah. Right. Well, I agree. I mean, like you guys said, like stats, you can tell whatever story you want with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you can make certain players look great with stats. Like it's, it's like a highlight video. Like everyone looks good with in their highlight video. Everyone looks good with certain stats. I think so much context is missing too. Like we've changed formation. Um, we've changed, oh, sorry, reading that comment. Yeah, we've changed formation. It depends who we're playing against. I think that that's all definitely context that's missing with those stats. And I think Dybala is a popular player to pick on just because he's always had the spotlight. Um, and I know his injuries have been a problem, but my thing with the whole question about like getting rid of him or not is basically you'll, you lose him on the free, which I know you also would 
offload his salary if you got rid of him. Mm-hmm. But realistically, if we wanted to get rid of Dybala, we should have gotten rid of him three years ago. Was it three years mm-hmm. ago when he was worth a lot of money? Mm-hmm. So I think at this like point, that, yeah. like you're not going to get much for him in return. Plus, I think that Dybala is one of the few players on our team that it's like has some identity. Like I feel like a lot of our team's identity surrounds Dybala. So my question is, like, how are you replacing that type of player? So sure, you want to get rid of him. You want to offload his salary. I do think he's asking for too much money. I think like if he had lowered how much money he was asking for, that the contract would have been signed and finished a lot sooner. But I also think that you can't just get rid of him to save the money and then not replace him with an adequate adequate replacement because that's, he's our best player ultimately when he plays. And someone, one comment um, also mm-hmm. said, do the people who think we play better without Dybala, do they even watch the games? And, you know, like that's so true too, because I think that he's one of our few creative players. He's a magician with the ball. I am I know I have bias because I love Dybala, but I just think that that's a huge, huge, huge hole that you're putting into a team that already lacks identity, lacks like players to identify the team with. And I think that it's just a testament to what we've been doing all this time is we've been taking really talented players selling or getting rid of them or having them retire and then replacing them with slightly less talented players Mm -hmm. and then slightly less talented players. And slowly the quality of the team drops over the years, right? Like, I don't know. That's my two cents on the situation. Yeah. And I, I have nothing to absolutely nothing to add to that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, It's my only thing is I think, I think what people, the only thing to add would be, it's the years. People don't yeah. want to extend them for five. They say it should only be yeah. three or four. But that's fair. No, that was perfectly put, Alexa. There's yeah. My only thing and would be the years. But other than that, my biggest thing is too. And <clears throat> RB Comps came in with a comment uh, earlier here saying, um, "For me, team should be built around Kiesa, not Dybala. For me." It comes down to the profiles and who you have and mm-hmm. the personnel. So if we let Dybala walk, let's just say we let him walk. Mm-hmm. Who on earth creates everything? Mm-hmm. Who on earth is that guy? Like Bernardeschi can do it <clears throat> to an extent, not at the level of Dybala. I mean, <clears throat> statistically right now, Bern is doing quite, quite well. And he's right in there with him. But can he, can he carry that load? Dybala gives you, you know, an extra element of impact. I love the fact of what I've been seeing lately when they were sharing the pitch, because there was a chemistry there between Berna and Dybala that I think masked what we've been lacking out of the midfield big mm-hmm. time. So you let Dybala walk. If that means bringing in Vlaovic and whatnot, that's great. You still have a team that massively, massively suffers in creating opportunities. We are down from when Pirlo was there, we had like almost like three. I don't know if it was per game or whatnot, but quality opportunities like created per match. It was like 2.8, 2.9. Allegri's final tenure with Juve, we were at 1.6 or something. 1.7. Sorry, 1.7. Allegri now this year, 1.8. That's a massive massive drop off so systematic whatever we want to say it is or whatnot but if you take away a guy that is big in that creation and you're mm-hmm. not doing it collectively that's the part that scares me about letting the ball walk is right now the group as a whole 
isn't creating nearly enough. This Bologna match, if I had to nitpick one thing, that's probably it. We didn't create mm-hmm. nearly enough as we should have against these teams. And this last run of matches, Venezia, Salernitana, that there's been not nearly enough of opportunities created from this team. Mm-hmm. We should be creating a lot against them. There was one of these matches where our stat was 20 opportunities. No chance. I have no idea where they counted 20 opportunities on target because I didn't even see them like watching the match. I came out with like eight. So I don't even know what they're counting anymore statistically, but we, I, I can't be behind getting rid of a major source of our creation and attacking influence without uh, having coverage. So if Dybala goes there, you have to have a hell of a plan for who steps in there. Cause right now the group's not doing it as a whole. And if your dream is to bring in Vlaovic and let him walk. Okay. That's great. You still need that creation. That's how I feel about it. You know, uh, it's a, it's a tough one though, but the money, is it too much for him? Well, look at what the licks making. Should he be on par with the lick? Some say Delict is getting paid too much. You and I had this conversation. We put that out there before. Yeah. Is Delict getting paid too much? Because because if you're one of these other guys, when your contract renewal comes up, you're looking at other guys on your team and saying, yeah, like if we're saying Chiesa, Delict, and Dybala are our best guys, is Dybala really wrong to be asking to, to get Delict money? Not necessarily. It's the consistency that people are going to have a problem with. <clears throat> yeah. But it's consistency this year. He was consistent for his first three, yeah. four seasons. Yeah. And by no means that. am I saying anything against Delict. I'm saying there's mm-hmm. a lot of Juventini out there, and I've been involved in these discussions that say he's overpaid. 100%. I don't know. I, ca- I can't really say that uh, he isn't. But I think in terms of the squad and whatnot, he may have came come in hot out of the gate with yeah. that price, and it kind of it escalated everything else that we had to do, which is another reason why Lucci and I were talking. I said – Juventus kind of shot themselves in the foot with the Dybala extension because if they'd done it sooner, they wouldn't have been in this predicament where it's necessarily that high. They've been sitting on this one for so long and just can't make up their minds, right? So it's it's hard. But uh, Delict is a beast. Nobody's saying otherwise, okay? So just everybody come back down, relax. relax. But we won yesterday, right? We certainly did. Now. I forgot. It's funny. Lucci did a great job hosting our spaces on Twitter yesterday. Mm -hmm. And when we start to talk about this team, we just nitpicked all the same thing, right? Lack of creation, right? We think our midfield's all kind of down. Can we all agree on that? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. We need to mask that. When we start to talk about this on spaces, everybody's, everybody goes to Mercados. And like this this guy needs to come in like this. Look, I'm trying to talk about solutions with the players we currently have. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're not going to get into the Mercado. We will when the time comes, and we're rounding up a, a journalist, uh, top uh, journalist joining us uh, and shed some light on the Mercado. Now, here's the thing. Our tour and what we see and whatnot, we know the shortcomings, <clears throat> but we also know what he can do. And Eric put it quite well in the space mm-hmm. yesterday. Like he's got a lot of traits that I really, I want him to succeed in, but you have to, 
it's very important who you pair him up with in order to make the whole unit work. And right now, mm-hmm. no matter if we're splitting up Locatelli and Artur, we're lacking something, mm-hmm. right? And I see Locatelli as being a guy that could slide over one in a three-man midfield if we want to play the way we did against Bologna and help with that creation and get him further up the pitch. Artur can stay back there. You want defensive coverage to help for Artur? Sure. Bentancur on the other side. That's the side that we push up with Quadrado anyways. So Bentancur should, in theory, be hanging back for a little defensive coverage regardless. So mm-hmm. my midfield three, I would at least want to see it. Locatelli, Artur, Bentancur. Thoughts on trying that three-man midfield out? We, we've played the 4-3-3 so little this year yeah. that I don't – I don't see it. We got one game left. And then the Mercat, does it open January 1st or does it open December? Either way. You know, there's not a lot of games before it opens. So, man, that would be a good showcase for our third for the market to see who would be interested. I don't Uh, see our tour leaving in January. I really, really don't. Neither do I. I really, really don't. what do you think of that midfield combo and giving it a shot? Um, I think it's a good idea. I also think, right, he's – wasn't Arthur brought in for Sorry? Basically, yeah. for his four, yeah. sorry, he's four three three. So I feel like that would be a good way to showcase him because that's technically like the reason he was brought in with the skill set he was brought in for, right? Um, I I know, yeah, he probably won't leave. I heard some rumors about Luis Alberto coming in for him. I'm <laughs> completely outlandish, but I'm um, a huge Luis Alberto fan, so I got super excited. But I know it's definitely not definitely, but most likely not going to happen. But mm-hmm. I think that would be an awesome addition. But like you said, working with the players that we have, focusing on the squad we have, I would like to see Artur in the 4-3-3. I think the 4-3-3 would be something interesting to try out for sure. Continue to try. Yeah. Lucci, what do you think about trying that midfield three? Yeah. Anthony's coming in here saying he's been wanting to see that all season. It's funny because we had to we wait have. for Artur to get his yeah. fitness after the calcification in his leg. He mm-hmm. comes back and we're like, okay, we could slide Loke over like he did for the Azzurri, mm-hmm. but no, Max has been keeping them uh, separate, right? Uh, I, th- I think it's it's something worth trying just because our lack of options this season are pretty clear. But then again, I, I still prefer the four-two-three-one. You get your best players in their best positions. Dybala as a, as a 10, Chiesa usually on the left or right, Quadrado or Bernardeschi, whoever else on the other side. Um I don't know. For me, Arthur just doesn't do it. He just like like Ant said in his uh, his player uh, analysis: short passes, no passes, sideways passes, whatever. Like that's that's all he does. He just and there was one comment in the first half yesterday where um, the the commentator was like, Arthur just got pushed off the ball like a like a child. Like you can't be doing that. It's it's he's he's not physical enough. He's not good enough defensively. He's got no pace. If you want him there to make five foot passes and you know triangles, sure, that's great. But I don't think that's what I don't think that's what we want. I don't know. At least I don't. Hmm. Hmm. It's the the, the chat here is making good arguments. <clears throat> we and I've said this. I don't know how many times I've said this. Yeah. We haven't seen our best eleven available all year, and it's Christmas. Yeah. Right, so this person's injured, that person's injured. Like we still have to get. We have. So we should be clear. 
like this three man midfield for me is obviously like even the four two three one is a variation of the four three three. Yeah. You're just putting a center attacking mid. So you're using one of those three midfielders as a camp. So Dybala insert him there, right? With two pivots. Right. It's still a variation of four three three. Two wingers and a center forward. But I think that so, gives Dybala more freedom to roam, which he likes. Yeah. My right? thing with the four two three one versus the four three three. The 4-3-3 is a little more simplistic for us in terms of our press. The only reason against Bologna our press got a little sloppy was the interchange between Keane and Morata and even Rabio and Artur. Like if we keep it, if we keep things crisp and a little more structured, it should help. I think like there's too much interchange, a little bit too much freedom. I'm fine with the 4-2-3-1 when everybody's fit. I think it's time to unleash it and time to see it get Chiesa back, slap him on a wing, and uh, have the ball out there, let's go. I'm all for it. But we have to have variations for when the ball is not playing. Right. And for me, like, that 4-3-3, I kind of – I like it. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that midfield. Somebody said insert McKenney rather than Bentoncourt. Sure, sure. But I think, again, you have to look at what you're asking out of that player in that role. Because mm-hmm. if you want Locatelli to be the creator, you don't need another offensive guy, like minded midfielder on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially it's if we're going to give Quadrado the reins there. Alexa, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to ask your opinion. If we're playing a 4 2 3 1, who are we putting as the double pivot midfield? <clears throat> For me, I like yeah. the double pivot of Loka and Bentoncourt, to be mm-hmm. honest. That would probably be mine too. Because if McKenney goes in there, like you're not getting the best of his traits as one of those pivots, right? What do you think, Alexa? What would you what would your two pivots be? I would agree. I would say Loka yeah. and Benton Core. I, I like McKenney because I'd like to see him uh, play. I think that he's definitely a good asset. I think he does a lot of good defensive work, but like you said, in terms of players that can play off of each other, especially with a double pivot, I think that Loka and Benton Core probably be our best option right now yeah 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 well there's a lot there's a lot we uh, tackled here dissect (laughs) and now we're gonna have a little bit of fun okay so Chiesa should be back for Napoli okay Mm -hmm. Bala should even be back for Napoli so we'll see what ends up happening there's rumors coming in from weak sources but we just like the hypotheticals I don't really care who the sources are okay that uh, a couple teams interested in McKenney. There's a couple teams interested in Kulishevsky. Ramsey can go. See you later. Okay. <laughs> Kulishevsky, McKenney, Artur. Let's say offers come in on th- those three guys. Who would be your first choice to move out of those three? Artur, Kulishevsky, and uh, McKenney all have uh, deals coming in. Who's your first choice to move that we can move and uh, get away with uh, and be most comfortable? Alexa, you can start on that one. Ooh. I'm going to say Kulishevsky. Kulishevsky? Yeah. I I don't know. I just – I don't know. I haven't been super impressed by him. There's been a lot of hype around him, Mm -hmm. but haven't necessarily, like, seen much i know i think he was playing better under Pirlo last season but and i know he's had some like 
small problems kind of along the way. I think you said someone said he had like a surgery on for his sinuses or something like that recently. Yeah, sinuses or something. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think he's a young player. I think you could get a lot for him. I think he's the value. Oh, someone said Arthur has higher value, possibly. Um, I think it would definitely be, to, be between those two. I would keep McKenney, honestly. I think he's a great box-box midfielder. I think that he's come up big in games. I think that he's helped us a lot. And Arthur, I don't know. It depends who you could get for him because I don't want to weaken our midfield even more. So uh, I would. Go, that's why I would go with Kulisevsky. I think we have better players that can do his role right now. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Lucci, who's your pick? First one out of those. Artur. 100% easy, simple, done. Yep. He's not he's not an Allegri player. We know this. Yeah. He's just Allegri likes his physical, he likes his his work high work rate. Artur does not he's not that type of player. Wow. Wow. I think I'm going to flip that question around cuz for, for me, McKenney would be the only one I would keep. But mm-hmm. Al, can we afford to lose two of those and only bring one player back? Can you afford to send out both Arthur and Kulishevsky if you get offers for both? So yes, Kulishevsky and Arthur. So my thing is, if we want to go four two three one, even four three three, like we're gonna need a winger, man. We're gonna need wingers. Quad's not cutting it when he's moved up. He just needs to stay back there and do his thing from right back. So it's like. I don't know, man. Like Sule is an option that intrigues me to get minutes when we need it to mm-hmm. fill in there on the wing and stuff. And I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of them. So maybe I'm fine with Kulu and Artur going. Sure. I think McKenny needs to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that, Anthony. Like we keep Kenny for sure. Um, but then again, how much is the gain on any one of these deals? Because that could sway me. Like if all of a sudden, oh, that's a difference in uh, the summer of bringing in a gun. Uh, I don't know, but God, oh God, I don't know. This. Don't start. Don't start. Lewis, <laughs> my boy, Sule Hive. We got the Rovella Hive well, rocking. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Just, to, just. To I think. I think we could definitely afford to move Arthur. Yeah. Uh, no question. Mm-hmm. Because from what we're seeing, Max is just using him for rest uh, with um, Locatelli. The problem then becomes, well, who runs that role when Locatelli's rest? Because it ain't going to be any one of those other guys. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough. Fate. We're in a dogfight after Christmas. Like, Don't kid yourselves. To get into the top four, we're in a dogfight. We need the bodies. Now, Kulishevsky, yeah. you know, you know – might not be the best player out there. Might not have a consistent season, but he's a living, breathing body that's played in the system. And we're with injuries. It's a long season. We got Coppa Italia now, right? You have True. Champions League. We got a lot of games after Christmas. So, yeah, you know, I don't think they're going to be getting rid of anybody. Really We've don't. got uh, a lot of the group chat uh, that comes out in the show and some of these battles. Now we're going to have a little fun with Alexa here and uh, okay. some of the topics that we uh, go at it with all the time in the group chat. So. Rovella in January, if you can bring him back, do you bring him back? Um, I figured this question was going to come up. Actually, I would say I, I bring him, bring him back only if you're going to play him. Like that's Fair. my thing. Like don't bring him back to sit him on the bench. Like I think someone there in the space go. has mentioned it yesterday that he's thriving in the system that he's that he's in right now, and he like why? That. 
I think yeah, it was Anthony. <laughs> All right, good point. I you know I remembered it because of that, and I say yeah. Why bring him? Why bring him back if you're not going to play him? I mean, and why in January? Like I agreed with what Anthony said as well about if you're going to bring him back, bring him back in June. I think that fans like to pick like small like certain players and like as as a key to like fixing the whole problem like. Uh, Ravella, it's now it used to be like Fajoli. Yes. It still is Fajoli. Yes. I think he was like balling out in Sedia B. So there was like Twitter comps that were like, "Oh, bring back Fajoli!" And it's like, so here's the thing yeah, with Fajoli. I get it, but <laughs> you Alexa, Fajoli? I wasn't joking. You raised the IQ of the show about eighty-five points. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Fajoli needs to go play in Syria for a season, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah, for now, sure. I mean, next one. You did great okay. with that one, by the way. Who's our best player? Oh, our best player on our team right now. We had a good little battle in the group chat on this one. Who's our best player right now? Oh, man. It's tough because... And we're not uh, talking... I mean, because it's tough if you're trying to base it off performance-wise so far this season. But, like, let's... Because there's ups and downs, injuries, whatnot. But who's who do you think our best actual player is? I say... Oh, I see the chat already. I'm I'm going between Chiesa and Dybala. And I know Delict is probably... I just don't focus much on the defenders because I'm a t an attacker. So yeah, it was just like 10... Yeah, 10 to lean towards attackers. But definitely Dybala or Chiesa right now. I just think that they're at a different level. I mean, Chiesa, like you can argue, hasn't been fantastic so far. I mean, he's balling more under Pirlo, I would say, yeah, especially at the end of the season no not ravio that's my one agenda i don't like to like George. i don't like yeah, to yeah. rip on players but ravio's one that i will <laughs> but yeah i would say probably to answer your question dibala dibala there you go i know it's go. just it's different when he plays their, uh, <laughs> Benucci from dells there Del's, you go Dell's comments kill me georg's just killing me dells is angry today <laughs> <laughs> so I like those comments live right now uh we're gonna take uh, some rapid fire questions so if you got some questions fire them in here right now okay um i'm gonna I had one. just say um finally finally after so much uh so many attempts lately during a light part of the schedule but striped tarts apparel check them out okay sponsor stripedartsapparel.com um a ton like the biggest ua uh custom gear catalog you'll ever see out there they finally won the giveaway and they changed it up okay not winning by three goals but just winning with a clean sheet the team rewarded us we have a winner okay and sadly we had one that won but didn't qualify because wasn't following the account <sighs> Those rules are simple, people. Talk are about, simple. Talk about dropping the ball. We they literally laid it out in the tweet, okay? Um, and you didn't follow, so it sucks. But yeah, you kind of, you kind of. Can you say the name so we can point and laugh virtually? Or no, I'm no, not gonna. Okay. Not, no, no, Never we're mind. not gonna no, say the name of who dropped the ball. But we should, but we won't. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to just announce the winner, which is Ersi. Uh, At Ersi C, congratulations. You just won a little uh, package from Striped Hearts Apparel. So that tweet's going to go out there, um, and you're going to get a nice uh, yeah, care package uh, over the holidays.
from striped hearts. So yeah, I agree with RB comps. I agree. Can we get a VAR review on that, on that draw? Hey, there's going to be a lot of giveaways. Uh, we also have milestone giveaways and uh, the all UV cast account is almost at 5,000 on Twitter. When it hits 5,000, there will be a Jersey to give away. And uh, yeah, I also have a Del Piero 96, 97, another one, a retro that we are going to give away sometime soon. We might be having a little bit of a FIFA challenge over on our Twitch. So we'll see what happens there. Now, let's so get to I have uh, a, some questions coming to in To start the, uh, the rapid fire questions, I have one from RB Comps from earlier. I wrote it down. I kind of want to start with nice. this one. As people, get, as people get the questions going. So the question was, and uh, Alexa, just so just for your knowledge, what we're going to do is ask the question. It's going to be you know quick answers. We're going to go around the horn, and all the listeners just keep firing out questions. We're going to get as many as we can here. So the first one was okay. from RB Comps. Should we be starting Kyle George over Keen moving forward? No. Yes. Oh man! Uh, Wait, are we starting them up top or on the wing? Well, that's a, <laughs> oh, that's, see, that's that's a good, good clarification point. there. RB Comps did not Clarify. state that point. He didn't come out with the formation, Al. He just asked the question. <laughs> Should we get more the team? Tough like, crowd. Tough crowd. Uh, I still say no. So uh, I don't think bad. it matters. Still yes. Ooh. Interesting. I don't know. Go ahead, Anthony. I don't. I don't know yet. I'm the host of this part. I don't answer questions. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna go with uh, uh, Keen hasn't been really impressive, so I'm gonna go with yes. Kyle uh, Jordan to start over Keen. Depends on opponent. I'll just put depends an on opponent. Depends on oh, position. Yeah. I don't think we've seen enough of the young kid. Yeah, we've seen enough. Kyle. Of yeah, I know. Like, there's yeah. not enough to really judge right so i don't know four, done four, two, yeah keen has not done anything if we play four four two who are our oh. midfielders according to you uh i say simply don't play four four two yeah um, that's just <laughs> who yeah. aren't our midfielders in a four four two is the question yeah <laughs> i i just can't get behind the four four two um gun to my head still a two-man rotation and i would want outsides that are actually outsides so I'd probably throw Berna, like, you know, Chiesa out yeah. there on, as outsides. And I'd probably put Locatelli and McKenny or Locatelli and Benta in the middle. But I would not play a 4-4-2 ever in my life and hope to never see it again it from UA. Though. But that won't happen. That's painful to even think about. I guess Chiesa and, and Quadrado, I guess. I don't know. Which kind of leads into the next question. Which is oh sorry, Alexa, did you want to answer that one? Did you want to uh, no, I'm saying, hold that one? Yeah, I know you guys answered it for me. Just no four four two, but yeah. we had to play actual outside mids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. How does the back line change when Danila gets back? Left back. Oh, I don't take Quadrado out of the right back for Danilo, and I have no faith in Sandro. And Pellegrini right. is good. But that's why I'd use Danilo to support him on the left. Quad doesn't need the support. Quad can play a million games. Not according to Twitter, the Twitterverse, where they say he stinks and he gets beat. <laughs> hey, know, there's sacrifices to be made for Quad being there. Let's not kid ourselves. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, I, I'm kind of done with Sandro personally. I think we all are. 
Alexa. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that one. I put Danilo there. Yeah. I'm, and, uh, and bench Pellegrini? Like he's, no. No, he doesn't have to be bench, but yeah. I don't know. We, did <laughs> I we mean, he's hurt Danilo again. At left, he wasn't, he wasn't as good on, on the left, if I recall correctly. He was fine. Dude, yeah. the guy's a utility man. He played like uh, <laughs> yeah. he played Regista one game yeah. last year. For I'd rather Someone see him put... play there than than left back. Yeah. Someone goes know. move Danilo to CDM like Pirlo did. I just gave the oh. guy love. He did. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For, for me, you're either it would be you're... Lucci as Quad's number one hater, not this. And guy. I'm. I was just gonna add to that. Um, yes, I do like Pellegrini, so I think he stays at left back for now. Um, I would either push Quadrado up in a four-two-three-one, or he's coming off the bench. In my opinion, just give him some rest. Maybe he'll come back better. Last year compared to this year, it's night and day. MDS, what is that? A condition? That's Lord <laughs> DeShilio, and you oh, watch your tongue. My bad. My bad. You DeShilio. you watch your tongue, Lord <laughs> DeShilio. Uh, Lord DeShilio, uh backing up Quadrado. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Follow up, do you think Pellegrini should be kept this summer to develop? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Danilo reminds Delgawi of Pesotto. Let's. Uh, um, Pesotto was beauty, man. We had so many beast, guys man. that were like, you know, nothing uh, flashy or anything like back old school UV, but they just got the job done and they were like warriors. I see a team like yesterday. That was the one thing I could say. It was a physical like game. It was kind of chippy and cagey for a bit, but we stood our ground against Venezia. We were so soft, like mm -hmm. so soft. That's the one thing I'll never tolerate. And I think that even speaks to what like Delict was saying before, is just uh, not being soft, right, and just being strong and whatnot. So that's the one thing I'll never sacrifice. I need to see the fight. Some of these guys on the roster. Uh, I don't know, a little too soft for me. Artur, especially. Do you bite the bullet, the bullet on the bulk on attacks? The Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to let say no. I, I say... take this one first. Yeah. Do you bite the bullet and just take the 50%, guys? Is that uh, what it is? 50? Yeah. It's that much? Mm. I thought it was less. I think it's 50. That's a lot. I mean, even if it's 35, that's a lot. Like, it's between 35 and 50. Like, I know it's pretty high. Is there no statute limitations on that? Or is that like when I like we could keep them for another 10 years and then sell them and they it's still get not, that? It's part of that contract. So, so if he resigns, then it's gone. So, I don't know. It'd have to be a, a pretty hefty fee if, like, if you're going to sell them, like, you got to make it worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so Lewis thinks it's fifty percent as well. And on it, what are you gonna sell Bentoncourt for, yeah. right? Like you're you're gonna take two I don't know, man. Sell them for what, thirty mil? Maybe? That's even if you're lucky. So we get fifteen out of a sell for <sighs> Alexa, do you keep Bentoncourt or do you sell if an offer comes in? I don't know. I was looking it up yesterday. I think we've had him since like what 2017 now. Mm -hmm. I think that's when he Something came like in, that. which is crazy because that's like, like almost <laughs> five years. Like I just can't believe he's been at the team for that long. Like 
we're still know. waiting for him to break through. Okay. Like that's the stop it. Stop it. I know. I'm sorry. I know he's it a sucks. guest on the show today, but it's like it sucks, man. I just I was been rooting for you the whole time, Benta. Yeah, you just, just not doing it, man. No, I don't think he's cutting it. I I think I would get rid of him. I think you asked me last season, especially especially when we'd see him and Rabio line up together, and it was just painful. I was just like, get rid of them both. Don't put <laughs> Mostly because of Rabio. Like it was crazy under Sari. was a beast that year. I didn't yeah. know. That's true. That's so true. I thought Weird. that was going to be the year. Okay, we finally, like, now Benta can just keep it going. But, like, it just it hasn't happened. I don't know. So this I is one that, uh, everybody. This is one that we get quite a bit, and we discussed in our group. Uh, where'd it go? Let me just bring it up here. Uh, this one here. As we have three good center backs, can't we play a three-four-three? Three? I think Al or Dan, you guys or Alex, if you want to jump on this one to give it a good explanation as to why you think we can't play with three at the back. Well, maybe Alexa thinks we can. I don't know. Alexa, well, what do you think? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. I think under Allegri, I think or he plays too conservative. I think I believe he was playing the three-five-two originally, right? And then that was kind of like off of Conte. And then he kind of moved to a back four again. And then that's kind of what we've had. I don't know. I think like it worked a little bit. I think Pirlo had a back three a couple of times last season. Um, I just, I think bottom line, I think is Allegri is too conservative for a back three. I think we'd get exposed with our style of play. I mean, yep. I would be okay with seeing, I would be okay with seeing a three, five, two. I'd be curious to see how that would work actually, given that we have, I think players that can play those wing roles. I think that allows for, cam spot for Dybala it's just who would you play up top next to Morata I don't know maybe Keane I guess I don't know but that's my thing I don't really like I don't like a 3-4-3 just my own just like personal opinion um I've played in one couple times it's just it's not my favorite formation but I don't know if you guys want to for me it's just lack of depth yeah we just don't have the depth to cover it if one of those guys goes down I mean Rugani's your fourth option um that's really true Outside yeah. of that, until Danilo gets back, I don't feel comfortable, right? Sandro, there's been some shouts about Sandro at center back. Uh, I can't stress enough. I'm done with Sandro in general, not just at the left back <laughs> position in case there was any, you know, people being mistaken about it. Like, I'm done with Sandro. Center back, left back, wherever. Center back? No like, chance. no, in a three, in a three, in a three, right? Because he did it last year for Pirlo quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And honestly... He did fine last year. I will say that he did fine as center back, but it's not something I would go for. And I think it, I think it's like almost like uh, what it sets off mentally for the team being in that setup um, will naturally lead them to play less attacking, which we need to be more foot on the throttle and attack. Like we need to sort that part of our game out. I'm fine with where we're at defensively. We're starting to get the clean sheets again. Delict is an absolute unit. Let's just keep going that way, and there's no need to switch it up from the back there. Three four three. Ah, I would. I wouldn't. It's not really, Literally, not really for me. I think we had a, a hell of a run with the BBBC. Okay, yeah. but now it's time to move on. Luchy, yeah. What do you think, bud? No, I don't. Lack of depth. Not Allegri's preferred position. I don't see it happening. I think we have time for one more out. Maybe one I more. I think we can get to two. I saw one I wanted to pull up here, and it was. I, I like uh, lose really quick. Or maybe this should be the last one. 
Yeah. Damn it. I had one. I was just going to pull up Anthony, but that's okay. Let's go. I'll hide it. Let's go. Okay. No, let's do it. You had it up. Pull put my hands on my head. Pull it up again, and then oh, we'll do the other one. Biggest What's your priority? biggest priority? Are we talking what January or summer? Or no, does it matter? Let's, let's go with summer okay. because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in January. Lucci. Striker. I don't see one coming in January. So, Well, we're going to lose Marat anyways because we're not going to buy him, right? So right. you need a striker. Like, striker is going to be key. Keen's not Even. gonna carry the load. No. Um, no. Yeah, you strikers got to be it, but we need a midfielder that's got some a little bit of a general in there. We need a fullback. Alexa has too. the answer. She knows. She knows everything. I go striker personally. Alexa, what do you yeah. say? I say striker. I say maybe even two strikers. I think that when Ronaldo walked out, I think 35 goals also walked off the team. So I think that's something that hasn't been replaced, right? So, I mean, I thought some other players could pick up the slack, but I don't, just don't think we're creating enough as a team. I think that yeah. Ronaldo, well, that's a whole nother discussion, but uh, Ronaldo yeah. leaving like whatever, two, three days before the Mercato kind of left yeah. us in a weird spot but i definitely think that's like something we haven't replaced yet is those you go minus 35 goals that ronaldo how are you making that up yeah alexa when he walked out so did all my predictions so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, true. that's what that's made you right right the um, yeah let's go real quick uh rapid fire on this one um would you swap dabala for son in january if it was an option credit to lucci on this one on twitter so would you swap dabala for son alexa lead us off on this one Oh, uh, we well, already know her answer. Rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, quickly. Um, no, but that's just my own bias, and then my own just <laughs> keep Dybala agenda. So go ahead. That, that's fair. That's fair, and you're calling it, uh, Anthony. Not a chance. Lucci. Oh, you son of a. <laughs> I my heart says no. You can't. But I will. Tempted. Tempted. I'm going to leave it at that before I say something I don't really want to say. Luis DeVito, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Easy. See? Easy. People get it. Take off oh. the blinders, Anthony. <laughs> no, Cliff. Man, I don't know. You're making my eye droop. Look at everybody's with Lucci here saying yes. Yes. yes Smart fans. Until he comes and doesn't score and becomes the next scapegoat. And then, yeah. Imagine Son and Chiesa on your left and right wing. Oof. Oof. In a four-four-two playing defensive, uh, I love it. I love it. Right now, I love amazing. it. <laughs> no, you guys, we had a lot of fun here. Oh, okay, last yep. quick hitter. This is easy oh, no. for me. Easy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm with. Without a doubt. How can we afford yeah. him? I. Well, I, I would trade Shannon. I would right? trade Shannon for Pogba. I'm telling Shannon. <laughs> would you hey would you let Dybala walk if it meant bringing Pogba back oh we can Me? go back to this yeah Alexa would oh. you? um no just because I I do I love Pogba I loved when he was there um I mean but I don't know I think we're nostalgic for the Pogba six years ago and I, I just don't know if it's him anymore I don't know if it's just Jogba they call him now right like turns up a couple 
like four or five games. And then I don't know, but I do. I love, I loved how he played under Allegri. So then the question is like with Allegri back, but I, I don't know. I think he'll probably, I think he's too much money. I don't know. I think we can yeah. afford him. I, I keep that, Dybala still. Yeah. Man used junk though. And Pogba's oh. numbers speak for themselves, regardless if they're <laughs> going to say a few games he doesn't show or something like that. His numbers are ridiculous. I will remind everybody we've like, we're banking on Rabio to score seven goals a season. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We put a little contest out there that somebody would win a Jersey uh, subscriber if he got that. And sadly to say, if anybody got their hopes up on that one, like yeah. Ain't happening. Yeah, no, I, that one's not going to happen, but Pogba for sure. <laughs> uh, Van de Beek. I would love to see Van de Beek, to be honest. That's another good show. Another good show. <clears throat> Guys, we've had a lot of fun. Alexa, it's been great having you on first time around. We will definitely have you back as oh, long as you've had you enough so fun. And, uh, you know, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, great, great show. Um, you did fantastic. Uh, great explanations. It's a nice uh, change up from Anthony who gets awful explanations. Um, no, it's been a lot of fun. Everybody who's in the live, thank you. Um, and again, if you're listening to this podcast on audio, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Okay. And subscribe to Twitch. We're going to have some fun uh, competitions. There's going to be a little charity FIFA tournament, hopefully in the new year uh, with some prizes. Okay. And uh, the guys, uh, Lucci's a part of it. Um, Lewis and Cliff run a great Syria recap show off Twitch called Stoppage Time. Okay. So everybody get over there. If you haven't, follow all UV cast on Twitch. Okay. And uh, of course, we've got another one. What, like in two days against uh, Gallier? Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday against Gallier. We'll be back for your match day live. And uh, of course, mm -hmm. another post match podcast. And then we can all enjoy the break. Okay, and I think we all kind of need it. And then let's see uh, with the guns coming back, Dybala, Chiesa, and we go and see if we can make uh, a run there. And slowly but surely, some of those guys ahead of us are starting to drop. The wheels are starting to fall off the wagon. Oh, yeah. Shake. And we just need to find a little bit of a rhythm. And uh, mm -hmm. that uh, Napoli matchup is looking pretty tasty outside of the break, but we got to get the job done on Tuesday. So we'll mm -hmm. see you all then. Thanks again. Fino Alafina. Forza Juventus. Ciao.